This is episode 29 of the Mere Christianity Bible Study book study in the virtual church classroom at Shiloh United Methodist Church. We call it Knowing God with Heart and Mind. It's an opportunity to do some critical thinking about Bible and Christian stuff. And uh, it's an extension of the ministry of Shiloh United Methodist Church. That is to say that it's just another way that we're trying to be of service to one another. You know what, Bethany, I was looking at the statistics. Oh, yeah, I'm Pastor Dan, and I'm <laughs> being helped by my wonderful daughter, Bethany. I was looking at statistics. If you're at episode 29, I hope you know who we are. Yeah, you but should probably. Maybe, maybe this is the first one you ever heard, so I don't know. Well, and that's why we always do the introduction <laughs> the way we do, because it's like you never know if somebody's hearing it for the first right. time. And, but if there's one thing I preach at the church, it is that we should always be aware that on any given Sunday, somebody's going to show up who has never been there before. Right. And so let's make sure that it's easy for them to feel comfortable because mm-hmm. um, we just want them to find the throne of grace and we don't want our impediments intentional or unintentional to to stop that process so anyway i was going to say i was looking at the statistics a minute ago and i rarely do that because mm-hmm. you know i never set out to be a uh, an internet sensation a youtuber podcaster whatever influencer yeah that was never a goal of mine i just saw this as an extension of something we did back in the early days of pastoral ministry where we made cassette tapes of the sermons and delivered them to Mm -hmm. people i mean really that's all this is in my mind i used to take cassette tapes to people who couldn't be at church but wanted to hear the sermon wanted to be connected with the church and nowadays, this is the cassette tape. This mm-hmm. is what we do now. We we um, we are working on live streaming the worship services at uh, Shiloh and hope to be doing that soon, probably after the first of the year. Mm-hmm. And then people can actually, you know, watch video of the worship services. But anyway, that's all this is. This is just a virtual church classroom. It's a chance for people to not only hear the sermons, because if you are a subscriber, you probably know that you can listen to the sermons from Sunday. You can listen to a class that I'm leading on Wednesday nights right now. And you can listen to this podcast with Bethany and me and all of that is really just meant to be a service to the people in the church community and but then i know because i'm not ignorant of the fact that this is also being put out there for the rest of the world Mm -hmm. if the world is interested Mm -hmm. now we are not even a blip we're we're not even a speck on the podcasting radar right we're not even a speck on the indiana podcasting (laughs) radar Well, I mean, how do you compete with Pat McAfee, really? Right. But here's what's interesting. Um, I noticed today that we have had some listeners from Canada, from Ontario. We have had some listeners from uh, Great Britain, looks like England. And uh, we have had several listeners from Australia check in. It's like the whole family. Yeah, it really is, because the Christian family is a family, no matter how worldwide we are. Well, I was thinking, like, Great Britain's, like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, ah. Australia and Canada and America are, like, her kids. A little American history. A little bit rebellious, but, you know. 
That's true. It's the whole family. We're, we're you're right. It's it's Mother England and her <laughs> children. Um, yeah, I hadn't even thought of that. Well, so friends, uh, wherever you're listening, I saw that we have somebody in California, and we have some people in Pennsylvania, and New York, and and uh, you know, even quite a number of people in Indiana. But even so, we're still just a small blip. Mm-hmm. We're not even a blip, but. But here's here's something. If you're in one of those places outside of Indiana, especially, you know what would really just tickle us? I mean, it would just make us happy is to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Um, only to verify that the statistics aren't telling us about some sort of bot or something. That, yeah, really. That is, because we don't we don't know for for sure whether that's real. So um, I'm just going to ask you a favor. If you're one of those people listening in one of those faraway places and not so faraway places, just check in with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, just let us know that so that we, cool. would, we would know that it's real because it would really be fun and, and uh, humbling for us to think that somebody from, from far away who speaks the English language finds value in this mm-hmm. and and so yeah plus let we us just know. like making friends plus we just like making friends because these are our brothers and sisters in christ okay uh i tried mounting the microphone in a different way today <laughs> and i'm still getting used to it we do have a purpose today and it is mm-hmm. to study uh in our episode 29 of uh oops <laughs> episode 20 stop phone i don't want you our friends don't want to hear all of this good grief (laughs) and 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 you know what it's work Mm -hmm. it's my it's my delightful and wonderful and awesome staff (laughs) at the church who's probably saying well he's probably in his basement making a podcast so he won't mind (laughs) yeah i love them they're awesome (laughs) Okay, back to work. Episode 29, Mere Christianity, Book 4, Chapter 6, Two Notes. Book 4, Chapter 6, Two Notes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, this, this microphone arrangement is weird. Because <laughs> um, if I go over here, it sounds one way. If I go over here, it sounds entirely different. Wow. So maybe just stay in one spot. I'm going to stay in one spot for now because this is not fair to our generous and kind audience. (laughs) All right. So so two notes are added to avoid two misunderstandings that may have come out of chapter or that will that might have come out of chapter five. This chapter feels like it's just kind of like an appendix of the last one. Yeah. So. So misunderstanding yeah misunderstanding number one if god wanted sons instead of toy soldiers Mm -hmm. why did he not beget many sons at the onset instead of first making toy soldiers and then painfully transform them into sons lewis says there are two parts to the answer to this question and one easy and one difficult rebelled against god a whole long time ago um because like we wouldn't even be asking about why he didn't just make multiple sons of god instead or beget sons of god instead of making us because there wouldn't be an issue because we wouldn't have like we wouldn't have rebelled but we did because we stepped into sin 
Um, and he says it's, that's because we he gave us free will, but he gave us free will because he didn't want a whole world of tin soldier robots. Right. So, because there would there wouldn't be any love, and without love, there's no happiness. So, that's the easy, the simple part. He says is that well, like that's not what God wanted. Right. So. But then he says that, like, the more difficult thing is, like, if we really want to dive into the, well, couldn't there have been many sons of God? Well, first off, he starts, he talks about how, like, you really are stepping into dangerous, murky territory if you start saying could have with God. Hmm. Because God, you can't really apply that to him because he's, like the first most irrefutable fact of them all so you can't say well what if right could have because he he's he is um so it's just nonsense but he says like that like even setting that aside and the whole we shouldn't really like we have no basis for questioning in that way he said that he also just thinks like the idea of god begetting many sons out of eternity is weird because like they would have to be like they would have to be different from each other and right. he uses the example of pennies like two pennies have the same shape but that doesn't make them one right because they occupy different matter and atoms mm-hmm. um and so he talks about like that he can understand the distinction between the father and the son without thinking about space and matter and the like occupying all that stuff because the father begets the son and the son is begotten. But if you start adding in many sons that are all related to one another and to the father, then you start saying, well, like, how are they different from each other? And it just gets really complicated because then he he talks about how, like, if you're thinking about that, then you're assuming that those sons occupied some kind of, would occupy some kind of space, but then, like, that's factoring in the existence of the universe, but this all happened before the universe existed, and so, like, it just gets really, basically, he says it's really complicated and we should stay out of it. Um... Because it's like, we're not equipped to figure it out. But we can understand that the father begets the son and the son is begotten. But when you start adding in a bunch, then it's complicated, spacey-wacy, timey-wimey nonsense. I get it. I get it. Of course, the other thing I was thinking about as I was listening to you is that if you read in um, the... Like John's gospel opens with, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the whole the whole concept of creation, which we're part of, stems from the fact that the begotten Son was a co-creator. Mm-hmm. That the Spirit hovered over the chaos. Yeah. You know, so the three so persons of God were there before creation. And they're all involved in the creation yeah and if you have many 
begotten sons, then you got a whole lot of hands in that pot. Yeah. Which is... But I was just reading in Romans chapter 8, which is, you know, kind of like the the one of the the standout chapters in the Bible that every Christian really needs to be familiar with. Mm-hmm. Romans 8 this morning, the Apostle Paul says, you know, we are... Uh, God's intention is that we would be sons of God. Now, he... He uses the word sons, and, and, you know, now we're all sensitive about using proper uh, gender terminology and everything. But but it means the same thing. It, what he's saying in, in chapter 8, what are you snickering at? I was just, no, I was just remembering that preview last night. I, I'm really fond of Chris Hemsworth, and we were watching a preview yeah. for a movie where he was, I think it was in The New Men in Black. Yeah. And he went, we're the men and women in black and then yeah. he gave a really dorky thumbs up and i was just picturing yeah I'm sorry sorry <laughs> well folks you know this is definitely one of our quirkier episodes but <laughs> yeah anyway but, keep going so yeah. we're so the basically men, we're the sons and daughters that's right and, and that's implicit i mean it should be anyway and and women i love you i respect you as equals i don't think in any way that the Bible sets men up to be superior to women. But I do think that we have to get over some of the sensitivities we have about language when we're studying the Bible, because it's not, it, at least in my realm, it doesn't make any difference. I don't assume because the Bible speaks of God as male and that God is father I don't assume that because Adam was first or because I don't assume any of that makes me as a male better than any woman. I I just don't. And I don't see how Jesus being as generous as he was with men and women equally, you know, could illustrate anything other than the fact that a Christian is someone who treats everyone with dignity and respect, mm-hmm. period. So Paul says we're all going to be sons of God when things are fulfilled that we're on the road to being children of god right now but we're not complete and that we will be when christ returns that that's the whole point that we are getting ready to be fully functional sons and daughters of god Mm -hmm. and so in paul's language the outcome ultimately because he also talks about the spirit of adoption so in effect what Paul is saying is, is that Christ the Son, the begotten Son, came so that we could become adopted sons, mm-hmm. meaning that in the end, the outcome is the same as the premise that God could have just done that all along. But. Well, and Lewis has a really great, I mean, it's very speculative, but he says he has kind of an parenthetical at the end of this note. He says, is there perhaps no other way of getting many eternal spirits except by first making many natural creatures in a universe and then spiritualizing them? Mm. Which is basically what you just said. Christ is the only begotten son, but because of him, we are adopted and therefore there are many. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, children and philosophers will ask the question, who made God, mm-hmm. right? And the reality is, is that there are parts of God's nature that we aren't privileged to know, and we're going to have to accept that. And 
I think even when we are fully functioning children of God, living in the entire presence of God after the after the resurrection and all that stuff, I I think even then there are still going to be aspects of God's nature we're not going to be privileged to know mm-hmm. because that's the difference between us and our creator. Definitely. You know, so I think that's one of those things you just got to get over it right off the bat. So we're not trying to put limitations on God and say that God can't create a be- another begotten son. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know whether God can or can't, and it's not our business to know whether Mm -hmm. God can or can't. But God, in God's infinite wisdom, has chosen to make sons and daughters out of flawed human beings who, who, by virtue of their striving and their commitment to Christ, earn the right to become sons and daughters. In a way, that makes them more like sons and daughters than had they just been born into the privilege. Right. You know, it's as a as a uh, as a person who was not born in in the tradition that I serve as a pastor, I probably know more about what it means to be in this particular religious vein mm-hmm. than a lot of the people that go to our church who were born into it. But that's because I sought it. Well, you also think about people like and this isn't to say that this is the case with everyone, but you hear a lot about people who weren't born into wealth and privilege, mm-hmm. who have gained wealth and privilege, they tend to act differently than people who were born into it. Yeah, yeah. So many, there's something many, to be said for striving and earning. Many, many stories out there of people who built something from nothing, became very wealthy, and then their children were just born into the wealth. Mm-hmm. And then when the the person who built the business is gone, the children squander it all away because they have no sense of investment in what created the wealth in the first place. And yeah. that, that is so much like what it means to be sons and daughters of, of God, I think, mm-hmm. in, in that sense. Well, that's pretty good. So let's see. The All Christians agree. I'm looking at our study guide. Uh, misunderstanding number two mm-hmm. is the notion that the whole human race is one huge organism, mm-hmm. like a tree, should not be confused with the idea that individual differences in people do not matter and are somehow less important than the collective things Mm -hmm. like classes or race. Yeah, I was reading this, as I was reading this to prepare, I was thinking, gosh, isn't that a truth for our world right now? Because there's so much gray, I feel like, and there probably always has been, but there's so much gray when it comes to that separation between the collective and the individual. And you hear it in the news a lot. Like, you hear things and you think, like, this one person is being used to define a whole group of people. Or vice versa, a whole group of people is being used to define a person. Um, and it's, yeah, I don't know. I, I like the, the fact that, that Jack uses the word totalitarian to say totalitarian. Yeah, he, yeah, he gets... You know, he says, if you're trying to make everybody the same, that's totalitarian. Mm -hmm. And he knew what he meant by that because he'd witnessed one world war from the trenches and he witnessed the second one from his home. Mm -hmm. And in the second one, there was a 
leading force that was determined to eliminate everybody who didn't conform to a certain identity, that there was this idea that we were going to to create a superior race. Um, well, and that's what he says, like, there's two, and, and it's, so I'll say it, and then I'll say what he says after, because it's really interesting, and it's the part that I, that is sticking with me the most, but he says that, like, there's the totalitarian view that it's, that everything is, like you said, the same, and, but he also says that if you find yourself tempted not to bother about somebody else's issues or the things they're going through because it's not your business, then you need to remember that you're part of the same organism because otherwise you're leaning heavily individualistic. Mm -hmm. And that if you, but on the other hand, if you're suppressing people's differences and trying to make everybody like you, then you're really leaning totalitarian and a Christian shouldn't be either of those things. Yeah. But I also thought it was really interesting because he ends this chapter by saying, I just gave you two opposites and I feel like I, that's bad because he says that, that whenever there's those two, like whenever there's two polar opposites, we have a tendency to want to figure out which one's the baddest. And he said, that's really not good because that's the devil. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm just, that, I'm just sitting here grinning because uh, our denomination is about uh-huh. to split in two because of this very issue. Because which one's the baddest? Because, because of that and because there are parties at the extreme ends of the arguments who are convinced that you're not a real Christian unless you are like me. Mm-hmm. That, that this is what it means to be a part of the body of Christ. Every part of it looks like me, believes like me. Uh, and, and what's really cool is, is that no matter which side of that argument you're on, you just agreed with me. <laughs> and, and what you have to ask yourself is, is, have you decided that everyone should think like you? Because there's, there's where you need to come under the discipline of the Spirit. Not, not preaching, not condemning, and I'm not saying that I haven't got the same problem. All I'm saying is, is that, that if you just agreed with me that the problem is all these people on the opposite ends thinking that everybody should think like them, then you also have to acknowledge that there's a chance that you are on one side of that or the other, and you're trying to figure out why the other people don't think like you. Well, that's what Jack... That's why this. That's why I said this is sticking with me because he said, Satan always does this. He always sends these problems, these errors into our world as pairs of opposites. Yeah. Because he is depending on us really disliking one of them, and it's going to push us toward the other one. Yep. And so Jack says we have to we have to stay set on our goal, and we have to walk that straight and narrow path between the errors. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing to do, and it really got me to thinking, and I just started thinking about all of these polarizing issues Yes, that are constant in our world right now that's making it very unpleasant to be part of our world. Yep. And that's exactly the devil. Like yep. that, Like, all of those things, it's absolutely these two opposites that people, you know, and not just politically, just any, turn on the news and any garbage that comes out, there's an opposite. 
you know, there there are two horrible issues because I'm sorry when you turn the news on, most of it is oh, horrible yeah. garbage. Um, I don't watch Ugh. the news. Um, but but it is for that uh, reason. It's, it's two polarizing ends of the same thing. And they're not finding the middle ground, and we're not finding the middle ground, and yep. it sucks. Sorry, that's not very articulate or intelligent, but it's fact. Yeah, yeah, we won't have to bleep that, though. Well, this was a short addendum, as you said, mm-hmm. to Chapter 5, so there's not left there's not nothing left we don't have anything else to say <laughs> and uh and and this is i'm kind of anxious to get this one over with so that i can re uh, retune my sanity because i've been talking a lot about irrelevant things and making silly voices and playing with microphones and everything <laughs> so i mean i didn't think it was that bad no i probably because i actually over... found even though this is a short one i i think his points i really uh, these will stick with me. It's deep. It's super deep. And I believe, and and I'll leave my friends with this, because if you don't hear the silliness, God bless you. Because right now I'm going to say something very serious, and that is, is that that you you have to decide today, as you listen to this, have you heard what Jack's trying to say? I mean, have you really heard what he's trying to say here? Because if you have, then what you realize is is that your Christianity is not about a religious point of view where there are something like 35,000 different kinds of Christian religion in the world today. Mm -hmm. It's not about your religious perspective. It's not about doctrinal differences. Christianity isn't about whether or not you think the bread becomes the flesh of Christ or not. It's not about whether you believe in immersion, baptism, or sprinkling. It isn't about whether you believe that there are sacraments or not, and and, and on and on it goes. It's not about whether you believe the Father came, then the Son, then the Holy Spirit, and now we're living in the age of the Spirit because there's people who believe in the Holy Spirit only. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you believe that everybody that is a Christian or ever will be a Christian was predestined to be so. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is, is that God created you to be sons and daughters of a spirit and flesh that is not like the begotten son. And that because of Satan's interference and the beautiful gift that God gave, which is to make humans like God's self in that we could think like God thinks and reason as God reasons. Because of that, the woman and the man were tempted Mm -hmm. and Satan capitalized on that quality And this is what the conflict's all about. And God's plan from that moment forward was to redeem us Mm -hmm. and to restore us to son and daughtership, Mm -hmm. period. Now, just go there. And if you want to live like your emerging sons and daughters of God, then follow his begotten son as your king and your Lord and welcome his spirit of influence over your life so that you start to live like sons and daughters of God now. And don't worry about the things that divide us because the more you focus on those, the more absorbed you become in the division and therefore you become part of the problem. Mm -hmm. 
Try to walk down the middle of the road to the best of your ability, knowing that it's a narrow road and knowing that you have to cross those scary suspension bridges from time to time and understand that the extremists are in the ditches on either side of the road throwing rocks and spears and things at each other. And as you walk the middle of the road, you're experiencing the crossfire that comes as these extreme humans who are more devoted to themselves and to their selfish interpretation of scripture and religion, these selfish I'm sorry, but they're influenced by Satan because they're fighting whether bitterly they over religion. They whether they know it or not, they are. You know, they're being used by Satan. Well, all the time you're trying to walk down the middle of that road, you're being caught in the crossfire. And you just have to duck and bob and weave and keep on going. Stay the course. We're supposed to be being like. And I think the Apostle Paul said it. That I think that's what he meant when he said, keep your eye on the prize and keep going in that direction. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, I, I told, I, go ahead. I was, I told you the other day that I had seen where there's some bracelets going around that I kind of, I would so wear one because there was a time when I was little where the WWJD bracelets were super, super oh, everywhere. I, I remember. And I told you a couple of weeks ago about this bracelet and there's a bracelet going around that looks exactly like the WWJD bracelets, but instead of a question mark. With the WWJD, it's HWLF, period. And it's, he would love first. <laughs> it answers the question. Yeah. And I, like, to me, that's like right there with this. We're part of a single, we are many souls that are part of a single body, and our job is to love first and be like Christ, what, walking down that road. <laughs> what has your old man been saying for years that kind of goes the same way? Well, you talk a lot about grace. I always say, if you have to, if and you're, when in doubt, err on the side of grace. Just, yeah. When you don't just know what to do, grace. go for grace. You'll always be glad you did. The eschatologist is <laughs> trying to get in. Pop through the yeah, I just saw a little white paw. Like, why, why am I not in there helping with the broadcast? Aww. All right, dear ones, we are so grateful and humbled. And remember, if you are a listener far and wide or right in our own backyard here in Jasper, Indiana. We would love to hear from you. If only to say we're listening. Mm-hmm. And thank you. I and, and I don't look for the thanks for any particular fulfillment other than it just helps us validate the data that we see on our, our yeah. data thing. Um, you can help us validate our data by just putting a face with the number yeah and that would be so nice or a name with the number so you know uh email us you could you there's a place to respond if you're using the um uh podbean mm-hmm. app uh i think if you're using apple Podcasts, you can also yeah like, i think you can you can, you can comment or something yeah. you know or review you can also just write us an email you can write to uh us by going to shilohum.org that's sh I L O H U M dot org. You can get the Shiloh app by going to your app store or your Google Play and asking for Shiloh Jasper. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get this Podbean app, and you can also go on Facebook and you'll find Knowing God with Heart and Mind there. Mm-hmm. 
um, let us know. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. And, and like I said, whether you're local or whether you're far away, just hearing from you so that there's a, a um, you know names that go with the numbers, that would mean a lot to us. Mm-hmm. And if you're in one of those uh, countries that we mentioned, um, you know, maybe tell us your town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be really fun for us. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do a map or something in in our little studio here. That and, would be cool. And uh, so, with that being said, I think it's time to f- bid you farewell, and uh, we just uh, look forward to being with you again for the next episode. So for now, God bless you and goodbye. Bye. <laughs>